Once again, Ed and Red ride the airwaves. That your airwaves anymore? Ride the airwaves? Well, I yeah. I mean, this is an AM station. Oh yeah, so there are airwaves. Yeah. But if you listen to this on a podcast, no airwaves. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean there are no airwaves, just you're not listening to it on it. Ed and Red ride the sound waves. Okay. That makes sense. Sure. You sound skeptical. How do you ride a sound wave? It's metaphorical. Unless you're talking about the transformer. Uh, No, we're not talking about riding an actual transformer. That would be hazardous. That would be cool. I would rather ride a GoBot. It's less dangerous. What? No. Yeah, because GoBots are lame. So what trouble do they get into? Soundwave was one of the coolest transformers back in the day, though. Was he the one who was the cassette tape? Yeah, the cassette player. No, he was the player, and then there was a little tape. And was the tape its own character? Yeah, the tape transformed, but you could actually play tapes in the G1 Soundwave. Here's an interesting thing that just, uh, that talking about tapes, um, some uh, scientists at Johns Hopkins University have developed an edible tape for people to use on their burritos to uh, keep them closed. But if a burrito is properly wrapped, you don't have to worry about that. Um, but, well, obviously, most are not properly wrapped. Like, I would use it on a wrap wrap because wraps <laughs> are often not wrapped really well. They fall apart. Why, why, why did burritos work perfectly fine? No, they fall open. Ah, uh, people. That means so, you're overstuffing your burrito. Well, I don't make my own burrito. Who makes their own burritos unless you're actually of uh, Spanish heritage? Well, if you want to know exactly what you're putting in the burrito, because I mean, that's they put weird stuff in burritos now. If you're eating a burrito from uh, like a fast food place, you don't care what's in your burrito. You don't want to know what's in your burrito. Yeah, I mean, a burrito is one of those weird things that went Tex-Mex and then California cuisine. So this this is the problem with, you know, Mexican food outside of Mexico now. Different things mean different things to different people. Like, it's just it's weird, right? Like to me, a burrito falls apart and to you it doesn't. Well, I yeah, I don't have that problem. And I eat. I eat burritos a fair bit, not fast food burritos. But there's a very big difference between fast food burritos and burrito burritos. For example, well, yes. for example, one is more likely to contain elements of rat feces than the other. Awesome. Um, and I don't know if that's protein. Um, I'm not sure. Speaking of eating things, my dog is e- sitting next to me eating paper that he pulled out of the garbage. Yeah. Not a very smart dog, um, yeah. but uh, but I mean, edible tape. You know, yeah. I've, been, I've been thinking what they need is ed- edible glue for bruschetta because <sighs> bruschetta falls apart. Like you, you cannot eat bruschetta um, without it. Without like, why have the little dice, the lovely diced tomatoes on the top? If the minute you take a bite, they fall left and right off the thing. Mm. 
And don't tell me that that doesn't happen even in good restaurants because you know it does. Yes. Um, I, I was at a restaurant with a friend and uh, he, uh, the, the table next to us ordered bruschetta and the server said, okay, you want bruschetta? And the guy went ballistic. What? Said, it's bruschetta, not bruschetta. Bruschetta, say it. The guy said, bruschetta, bruschetta, say bruschetta. It's not bruschetta. He like, it was this old man. I thought he was going to have a stroke, which would have been entertaining. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he went crazy on this server. This server was like barely out of his, out of an amniotic sac. He's like so young and he's good. He doesn't understand why this old man is getting so worked up. And in fact, neither do I. But listen, if you've made it your life's work to correct people on the pronunciation of bruschetta, good for you. Many people go through life without any goals. Well, I, I don't know. I do think it's important. I don't think you should go crazy with someone if they mispronounce a word because we all do it. Uh, but, you know, getting getting words right. Like I I there's there's a bunch of politicians names right now. I never know if I'm saying properly or not. Oh. It's it's very confusing and I never know if I'm getting it right and nobody seems to know if it's correct like with the Doctor Strange movie out lately it is I I was talking because I've got some people from Mexico who watch my Twitch channel say is it America Chavez or America Chavez and apparently it's Chavez is more accurate um what uh, what role in government is America Chavez running? Well, for? I was uh, the, the one that I can't I don't know how to pronounce it is the leader of the Ontario NDP. Is it Horwath or Horvath? I think it's Horvath. It's Horvath. Yeah. I think the yeah. W is a V. Yeah, it's pronounced V, but yeah, it's, it's Vath, Hor not I think it's Horvath. I think it's Horvath. Vath. Uh, don't worry about it. You don't have to, won't have to figure out how to pronounce it for much longer. She's been she's been a, around for a while, but I think it is Horvath. But you sat you hear it pronounced all the time. Well, because she screws people up by putting. If there was a V there, nobody would have any trouble saying Horvath. But, but you got the W. Why is there a W where there should be a V? Well, it's it's clearly a name from a certain part of the world. The same way. You know, Volkswagen cars? Yes. It's actually pronounced Volkswagen. No. Yeah, it is. Not here. In the proper German, V's are F's and W's are V's. Yeah, but so I'm, Volkswagen. Speaking, I'm speaking English. But if it's, and this is the thing, if, I mean, it's good to be in Canada and have these problems, right? That people don't have to standardize their names. We should learn how to pronounce people's names. People can't pronounce my name. It's weird. It's phonetic, but people can't pronounce it. Well, that's because people are idiots. I mean, come on. Well, I, I don't know. But Anything outside I, of Smith and Jones and they have trouble with. I try to pronounce people's names properly. Really? I try to yeah. pronounce them improperly just to annoy I, them. I, I know. It's really I fun. Know. No, it's not fun. Because they don't know whether they should correct you or not. No. Because the first time you do it, they may not correct you. But the second time they're like, because they think maybe it was just a slip of the tongue. Then the second time they're like, maybe I should correct them. They're still unsure. By the third time, they know that if they correct me now, 
then it's a bigger deal than if they had corrected me in the first place. I, I don't want to cause anybody any more stress than they're under these days. Everybody's under a lot of stress. And yeah, you but never so know. am I. And this helps release, release my stress. And you should find other ways to relieve your stress that don't involve torturing people. Come on, saying somebody's name wrong is not torture. It's rude. Since in, in Abu Ghraib, they don't sit there taunting people by pronouncing their name wrong. Okay, that's, that's, you know, ad reductum absurdum argument. You know, it doesn't have to be Abu Ghraib to be messing with someone. And they, take people to, they take people to black sites and they mispronounce their names. <laughs> you know, for some people that can really, uh, Jagmeet Singh gave up on people saying his name right. Listen, if but, I have to choose between um, electrodes to my genitals or someone mispronouncing my name, you can mispronounce uh, my that, name. That old, old argument. That's not an old argument. argument. People still take, still torture people with electrodes to their genitals. Yeah, and some people take electrodes to their genitals for fun. What's your point? That they are screwed up. Okay, so. If you really need to feel, like if you're so numb there and you really just want to feel some sensation, get some Ben Gay. And, just, and, why, and rub around there. You'll you, get the sensation again without the electrical current. Why do you delight in being petty and mean to people? I have never understood this about you. It's you one thing when you're making a point. This is my art. It's not your art. This is my art. No, it's, it's one thing when you're making a point, right? When you're calling out somebody who is doing something hypocritical or slimy or something like that. Okay, I hear that. But just being mean to people in petty ways like this, I have never understood this. What's mean? I'm telling somebody, instead of amusing themselves by attaching electrodes to their genitals, use some Ben Gay. Okay, it's less no, dangerous. That's, not, that's not what I'm talking about. You you screw with people for fun. And so whenever you when make do I do? Wait, wait, wait. You need you to You just admitted this. to it. In which way do I do that? You admitted to it on the radio. You say you deliberately get people's names wrong to mess with them. Yeah, but that's gentle messing. Okay, but the thing is, Ed, you don't have benefit of the doubt with a well-meaning mistake when you start doing that. When you openly screw with people that way, you're giving up benefit of the doubt that you didn't do it deliberately. So when I accidentally mispronounce somebody's name, nobody will believe that I accidentally mispronounced it. But you haven't earned benefit of the doubt. You've done it deliberately in the past. So don't be surprised when somebody doesn't want to talk to you anymore. Oh, that, would be, that would be delightful. There are consequences to acting Listen, like a jerk. If I'm, if I'm screwing with somebody's name, I don't want to talk to them in the first place. Yeah, but other people are going to see that, know you're doing it deliberately, and then they're going to think ill of you. No, they're going to laugh. Because they want to do loving. it too, because they don't like that person either. Oh, so it's just about whether you perceive somebody to be likable or not. It's okay to pick on people who aren't conventionally likable. It's not picking on them. It, it is, is. amusing. It is teasing. It is gentle teasing. Okay, easy for you to say, guy with the name Ed. Not a name that people don't come across all that frequently. And no, but they say things say. like, no, but they call me erectile dysfunction. They what? They, they, they you know, ED, electra, uh, elect, erectile dysfunction, ED. They, uh, uh, what are they else they call me? Um, 
Uh, and what the, kind of people are you hanging around? Ed the cuck, they call me. Um, and and how, me do you, how do you feel? How do you feel about people who do that? Well, obviously, don't, I don't like them because they don't like me because we you don't, don't have like a ton other. of you don't have a ton of respect for them, do you? These are people on Twitter. I got no respect for anyone on Twitter. I have respect for people even when I don't like them because that's something I do for me, not something I do for them. And for me, I dislike them and have no respect for them. I, I, I wonder about you. See, I wonder what you actually think of me now. Okay, by now you should know what I think of you. I don't, though, because you've taken cracks at me for various things over the years. How do I know what's real is, and what's see, you're not? Very, you're very frustrating because it is very hard to take cracks at you. But you do it anyway. Because you are frequently correct when we disagree. Yeah, and you don't listen the first five times. Um, but you are frequently correct when we disagree. You are exceptionally well informed about things. How do I know um, you're telling the truth now? Because you've you've said is it not is it not objectively true that you are very well informed about things? It is objectively true that you are. There is no such thing as objectively well informed nowadays. If there is, you are that. I I I I am one of those subscribers to the idea of I know enough to know I know little. See, that's called wisdom. Right. So why don't you listen to me right now, Ed? Um, see, now you caught me in a trap. You see how, there sweet, we go. see how clever you are? There we go. Like, I, you know, I, I went Socrates on you, and I even paraphrased there. But... Socrates. <laughs> see? Sock. Oh, I didn't even catch that. No, uh, it was Plato's writings with Socrates. I know that I know nothing. I, I often wonder, like, he was a teacher, right? He taught a lot of people. Would you, Essentially. Go, to a, would you go to a teacher who said, I don't know anything? Well, it depends on what they Very were teaching. Very poor marketing. It was, it was Plato's dialogues. I've actually been rereading a bit of Plato's dialogues lately. Um, talk about being boring and unlikable. I, I, I read Greek philosophy for fun. Um, but it, it, it's interesting to read some of the psychological manipulation that even the Greeks were doing back then. I, I, I find myself going, was this really brilliant? Or do we think it's brilliant because it's pages and pages of Plato agreeing with himself? We think it's brilliant because it's old. So nowadays there's two schools. Well, it's brilliant because it's old and it's useless because it's old. Well, there's the other school of I don't know it because it's old or I don't know that I know it because it's old. It's not really a school. It is, though. I mean, you, it's a you remedial class. No, this is a flaw in thinking. Why? How did we end up here? This is a flaw in thinking that a lot of people have. They think about things as don't get charged by the word. This idea of binaries, right? Either something's moral or immoral. That's not actually it. It's moral amoral or immoral there is a neutral state and there are so many things that people just make a big deal out of something that's not that important because they don't factor in moral neutrality there are some people who claim it does not exist and if you know you read well, there are some these are listen we're in times now that everything's black and white but it's not there though. is no border between them it's all black or it's white but it's not. Well, it's in not. reality, most things are not black and white. 
Look at well, me, I'm gray. You are gray, see? You, yeah, you most, are be- the reality is most things they're, they're, are not yes. black and white. But, yes. where, but nowadays, uh, you have to be in one camp or the other. Because if you're not in one camp or the other, both camps hate you. I I'm know fine this with well. Being, I'm fine with being in that, in that middle area where both camps hate me. Because both camps are idiots. They're extreme. They have no sense of nuance, no sense See, of perspective. Again, you're going both camps, right? There's another camp that's actually the majority. What camp is that? The camp well, of I don't give a damn? If, if you're talking about, I just, want, I just want to go about my business is the majority. And that's the problem with politics and political messaging now is that everything's trying to appeal to these, the, the base, the base, right? Like the 18% of the population is extremely active in politics, especially on social media. 18% leaves a lot of people out. Now, okay, those 18% are allegedly highly likely to vote and our, you know, our voter turnout is, is fairly low. For a democratic country but you know even the majority of the people who do vote are not in one of those camps and they feel increasingly left out not heard not represented and that's a problem well it's because they are left out unheard and not represented well that's because why you gotta you watch have the to, name calling the, well it's people the thing is that the people who are loudest are those who are full of passion about something in one way or another. When you're not full of passion about something one way or other, you're not loud about it. Very few people are loud about being neutral. Um, I kind of am. Okay, you're very few people. You're mm. also a redhead. What are you, 2% of the population See, in the world? See, there you go. There you go. Why'd you have to bring that up? Because you're used to being uh, an iconoclast. Right. But you know how many people have taken cheap shots at me? Do you know how many people have just gone right to the, oh, she's fiery. So I get accused of being angry when I'm just excited about something. Well, you're not angry, but you are fiery. What does that mean? See, this is the thing. I don't think it has anything to do with your hair. I don't think it has anything. No, I think that uh, you 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 engage in life. Well, how, how do I know it's not an insult? You just insult people for fun and you see how far you're going to get away with it. Yeah, but I can't do that with you because you always know. So I, I, this is not an insult. You are engaged in life. There are fiery people that have nothing to do with their hair. Yeah, it's but people it who is feel amazing. Things, people who feel things strongly and express them. In your case, you happen to be able to express them and enunciate them in a way people can understand. Most people are like, but that that threatens people. And then they just go, oh, you're angry. And it's a dismissal, right? And why is anger a dismissal? Sometimes people have the right to be angry. For me, it's two things. One, it's, I was a shy kid and I took theater and they say, well, when you feel nervous, speak louder. And that became a habit. The other is trying to get a word in edgewise over you for God knows how many years. But I get accused- I'm very good at sharing. Yes, I get accused of being angry all the time when I'm not. And it, it just, at that point, at this point, I'm just like, somebody does that calls make me you angry. angry? <laughs> well, I, what it does is, is it's like, I'm done. It's it, because then it's like somebody, somebody tells me how I feel, allegedly, and then I have to prove I'm not. That's not possible. At that point, to me, it's a bad faith argument. 
and see ya. I have no time for bad faith arguments anymore. That doesn't mean a person is intentionally arguing in bad faith, but it's a bad faith tactic. And I'm, you know, it's an issue in politics. It's been an issue in this uh, Ontario election that's been been making me kind of angry. I'll admit the the dismissive words, the the emotionally charged words, the the language designed to circumvent the intellect and just get people reacting, and it's it, it's it's a race to the bottom. What do as we uh, as talk concerned. about that in a, as we continue the show at some point? At some point, yeah, at some point. Okay, was that a dismissal? No, that was like let people not know exactly when it's coming. Because that's a good way to hold people over a commercial break. See, now you agree with me. Wait, was that facetious? <laughs> that that was sarcasm. Yes, I know. Um, or as somebody who once sent me a, uh, a letter, uh, sarcasium. They called the, sarcasium. They, liked, they liked my sarcasium. Yeah, so yeah, I determined yeah. that that was a gem, a, a type of a rare gem, sarcasium. Um, okay, Tim, let's go to break. Tim? Yeah, Richard, what's the problem? It doesn't work. You got an issue with me calling the wrong name, Norm? It doesn't work. It doesn't work? I thought you were asking some some uh, master control operator to go to why break. Is, why is it okay when you do it then? Because I'm funny. Okay. Oh, I'm not funny? You are funny, but you everybody See? knows my name. See? Everybody knows my name Ed, and knows you know my name. It Ed, has to, you, you have to be it has to be plausible nope, that you don't nope, know my name right. No. Nope, you gotta learn how to plausible. do this right. It's not, no, I have no interest. See, if you called me Al, that would be funny because it's, it's also one syllable. Oh, so yeah. can I call you Doug? What about well, Stu? Stu is a funny name. Fred, Fred, that's a good one. Okay, Fred, thought, go to break. I always thought Stu was a hilarious name. Really? Yeah. Okay. Stu, it's a hilarious name. I don't know why. Fred, go to break. <clears throat> All right, uh, Leanne, we will go to break. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk about stuff. Stay with us here. It's August 960 AM. And I hope you learned something during that break. I, I actually, I, I actually uh, realized I have something of a conundrum. You have a conundrum? Yeah, you All deliberately right. called me by the wrong name. Yes. Before, like, before we went to break. But the funny thing is, is there was a big scramble to get all my stuff for for Saga 960 when I started the It's Not Therapy show. Thursday, 7 p.m., Saga 960 a.m. Yeah, but ironically, they actually spelled my name wrong in the system. And I can't it. change it. They spelled it Leanne instead of Leanna. And I, I didn't want to, after with everything else that was going on, I didn't want to bother correcting them. Because I don't even know if they can change it and everything was going a million different directions. But, you know, you you deliberately called me by the wrong name. And that's the sort of I get called by the wrong name so often. I don't even bother correcting people anymore because so it happened to me the entire time I was a kid. And my mother would always go every time somebody went Leanne instead of Leanna, she'd go, ah, ah. And they they'd look at her. She, she sounded ah. like Simon's cat. I, 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 she sounded like she had a tick or something like that. And that made me so self-conscious about correcting people about my name 
that it's just like, whatever. I don't care. I've been called way worse, but I don't know what to do now. Well, where are you in the system? Is, is it wrong. on? Is it on publicity stuff that your name is wrong? It's in the act, like the actual registration with the company. I'm not going to give the, the specific details, but my account is Leanne Kersner, not Leanna Kersner. Hmm. So, see, Ed, you got a name everybody can spell. You don't understand what it's like to have a name that is uncommon and therefore people get wrong all the time. We used to you know have a guy. name privilege. You and I used to know a guy, a cameraman named Ryland. Remember Ryland? Yeah. Um, the number of times he would introduce himself to people and they'd say, nice to meet you, Ryan. Yeah. And he would just immediately say, Ryland, nice to meet you. Right. And they didn't know, they didn't hear him even more the second time. So he, they didn't understand. He'd say, hi, I'm Ryland. Nice to meet you. Oh, nice to meet you, Ryan. Hi, Ryland. Nice to meet you. And then they would just be like, what? They, they didn't understand that he was correcting them. Right. And what the thing I wonder is, why do parents give kids names that they're going to have to correct the rest of their life? Well, that sounds like it might be a, a surname used as a first name or something. Yeah, but think about it before. I mean, the guy's going to spend the rest of his life correcting people. Yeah, but this I, maybe this is my perspective on people who flip out about gender neutral pronouns. You know, these are the same people that often don't bother to learn a person's name properly. Well, they just, I, anything... I try to get because, I, you know, it's no skin off my nose what how someone wants to be referred to. It's like it, it, it don't offend me, none. Uh, you want to be a they not a problem. The only the issue f- I have is that I'm still my brain still has trouble c- uh, turning a, 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 an individual into a plural. But it's not out of right. rejection. Right. Of somebody's choice of pronoun. It's just, right. I, I spent a certain number of decades calling but, people an individual pronoun, and now it's a plural pronoun. And so that just takes me getting used to. But I don't understand people who get freaked out. Someone wants to be known by a certain pronoun or wants to be known by a certain name now. Call them that. What do you well, give a damn? Well, that's the thing, though, right? The same people, they tend to be traditionalists and on the conservative side, right? Who have issues with pronoun stuff. Also, also expect the tradition that a woman will change her surname when she gets married. So that change is fine for them, but a pronoun swap, oh God, no compelled speech. And well, one is traditional, one is new. But that's the only difference really. Though I can never understand, I don't think women have any, there's any compulsion or reason that a woman has to change her surname when she gets married. Oh, if she changes too fine, but I don't understand men who change their surname to their wife's surname, except for one guy whose last name was foreign and he was tired of telling people how to pronounce it. So he changed his surname to his wife's surname of Brown. That I understood, but generally why guys would go and change their surname. So like, why not? got a maiden. Why, why do it? Why not? Why Maybe it? sometimes I just think it sounds cool. I mean, apparently changing the surname is not is is not the norm in Quebec. No, it's not. I understand that. Um, why not, Ed? Because I, I mean, it strikes me as somebody trying to prove a point. OK, no. OK, to, like, okay. like, look how liberated I am. I'm no, 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 no. You do not understand some people like um, Richard Garriott to Caillou. Richard Garriott. 
Richard, the guy who created Ultima. What? One of the most influential video game series of all time. Why have I never heard of it? Is it, where's Mario? Because you're not a gamer, okay? Oh. Uh, but when former, the artist formerly known as Richard Garriott got married, he, his wife's surname was Dakayu, and that's an awesome surname. No, so it's now not. You, gotta goes, spell, you gotta spell that the rest of your life. How do you spell that? It, it, it sounds like, you know, French, French nobility. No, right? it doesn't. It so, sounds like that cartoon character. No, Dakayu. C A Y E A U X. Oh my God, you gotta go spelling that. You chose exactly. to spell that name. It's you chose cool. to tell. You get on the phone, you tell somebody that name, then they, you're gonna spell that name over and over. You would choose that. Why would but you that's exactly that? it. That's exactly it. Sounds cool. No, it sounds like a name sounds from a fantasy RPG. And so he took he added her surname because it's cool. I Richard Garriott is awesome. Women do not have to take a man's surname, but I do not understand why a, a man would take a woman's surname um, outside of very narrow parameters mostly I, it's because look how liberated look how liberal i am i, I, I don't know I, that's, blah, blah, that's blah, not blah, true blah. that's not true i don't make assumptions sometimes people just uh want to be you know they want to have the same surname as their kids they uh it's sort of like a, okay we're all on the same team here some people see it as a symbol of commitment and you know like that 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 guy we knew sometimes it's like well her name's better than mine I well, don't don't see, do this a case where he got tired of spelling his last name. Whereas this Richard Garriott guy is going to spend the rest of his life spelling his name. Garriott he has is, so Garriott much money. Is probably very hard to spell correctly uh, on its own. Not if you're a gamer. He has so much money. It doesn't matter. This is one of those guys who went to space and has secret passages in his house. Dude is living it. The dream. He is doing it right. I would love secret passages in my house. I would not want to go to space. Yeah, no, dude I is do doing it right. I do not want to see my urine floating in front of me. And I, I'm sorry, if, if, uh, if a guy wants to change his name when he gets married, more power to him. That's fantastic. I don't know why you should care one way or the other, Fred. I just, it feels like he's rubbing his liberalism in my face. And I'm a liberal. But that's not but a I'm motivation moderate. for a lot of people. I mean... Richard Richard Gary Takayu is the same guy who does well, he's a, this guy's character. a wacko. He has he, he has hidden things in his house. He's so cool. Fine, that, but that, he's, well, he's a wacko. Cool wacko. That dude is that dude is goals. I'm sorry, it's goals. What does that mean? It means he has so much money, he can do anything he wants, and it don't matter if you don't like it, Ted. No, Ted was that that. Movie. Oh, oh, you don't like being called the wrong name now? You don't like somebody deciding what to call you? You don't like See, somebody saying, oh, Ted was a I'm movie that I thought name. I would really like, and I kind of liked it, but then it would go places that went like too far, and the second one was just bad. That was one of those movies. They're making a TV everybody... series out of it, by the oh, way. Oh, good Lord. That was one of those movies where everybody said it was so good. It was so good. It was so good. And it's like, it's Mark Wahlberg. It can't possibly be that good. No, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. And I found it kind of boring. The teddy bear emoted better than Mark Wahlberg. It, it just wasn't my kind of humor. Well, for me, it was like, 
oh, you've got so you, you've got a traditionally inanimate object that says things that are off color. That's me for crying out loud. Why don't you make a movie about me? <laughs> Maybe that's why it wasn't my kind of humor. Very funny. <laughs> it's not as funny when you've been on the receiving end of it. By the way, you heard about this monkeypox stuff? Yes. Isn't that what killed humans in the first uh, Planet of the Apes movie that uh, that uh, that guy did the, the most recent series? I I don't. It depends on. It, no, it was a different kind of virus. Wasn't it? I thought it was monkeypox. I I don't know. I don't want to think about that. People can't handle it. The good news is that worst case scenario, we're all just going to have to get the smallpox vaccine. But oh, oh here comes another so here comes another a convoy. Um, OK, if, if anybody has issues with the smallpox vaccine that's been around for ages. Uh, it's not that they have an issue. It's that they don't want to be forced to take it. You know what? Let them get smallpox. Well, monkeypox. Monkeypox. Does monkeypox make you throw your poop? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm so done with the people yelling freedom. I'm so done because those are the people that seem to delight in taking away other people's freedom. Oh, they mean freedom for them. They don't mean it for anybody else. But that's not the way freedom works. The it minute, does for them. The minute you give a minority the ability to you know, just just throw their will around. No one's truly free anymore. Well, no, the domination by, uh, I mean, a minority of loud, just because your group gets to be louder than everybody else doesn't mean you should carry the day. Yeah, I mean, minority rights, you know, the, the rights of the minority, not minority people. Words don't mean anything anymore. Minority rights is a misunderstood concept, but majority rights is even a misunderstood concept right now. I mean, things are so muddied, like I said, about, you know, emotional language and emotion just circumventing the intellect. The whole purpose of the way our governments work was supposed to was supposed to tone that down, was supposed to mute that. And that's the part that's eroded. Everything is is emotion, 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 and nobody wants to stop and let things cool down and think about it and be effective. Everybody just wants to scream from a place of presumed moral purity. And anybody who has no doubts about their own moral purity is probably doing something terrible to somebody, perhaps not realizing it. That is true. And at that, we will go to a break. And when we come back, we will talk about uh, this current election process. We're yeah, because it, it ties into what I was just talking about. Yes, so we'll be back with that after this. Well, Leanna, the election in Ontario is a stone's throw away at this point. Um, Not has, close enough for me. <laughs> well, at the same time, if you want uh, Doug Ford defeated, uh, the longer the, the uh, campaign, the more time people have wow. to consider the alternatives i i don't know anymore people just don't seem to care no they it's, don't it it's going to come down to um a, a dozen or so ridings that are going to decide whether ford gets a majority or a minority ironically the area saga 960s in sort of mississauga brampton that area 
is is going to be like the biggest battleground. These seats are very, very, very important. Um, well, which for those who are in our listening area, who are in that uh, that riding, that what's the, do you know the name of that riding? Uh, it's pretty much every riding in Mississauga, and then Brampton West and Brampton South. So those of you who are in those ridings, yeah, Mississauga vote- Mississauga Malton is the closest one from last time. Your votes actually do count. There's yeah, people and- who think my vote doesn't make a difference. Um, your your votes, like you know where I live, um, it, my vote. I don't know how much a difference it makes because the area is so solidly conservative. Um, I'm still going to vote um, and not conservative. But uh, you know, I, I understand some people say, "Well, eh, how much difference does it make?" Um, the point is, in those writings that you mentioned, um, those are battlegrounds, which means that it could go different, you know, anyway, and your vote showing up. Most of uh, winning elections for parties is getting your voters up. to show up. Yeah. That's should I read out? Part. Should I read out all the battlegrounds just in case people are Why curious they're listening online? So, Ottawa, West Nepean, uh, Mississauga, Malton, pretty much all, all six Mississauga ridings. Scarborough, Roche Park, Scarborough Center. Brampton West, Brampton South, Kitchener Conestoga and Kitchener South Hespeler, Cambridge, Brantford Brant, Sault Ste. Marie, Vaughan Woodbridge, Eglinton Lawrence, and Barry Springwater Oromodonte, Durham, Ajax, and Peterborough Kawartha. I don't know. A That's going to be it. A lot of those sound uh, outside Toronto enough um, to be uh, conservative. Well, it depends if there are plants there, um, you know, um, in Barrie, the liberals recruited um, the mayor of Barrie, um, you know, Durham region is um, that was a uh, that was close, like all these were close, which is why they're their their battlegrounds and of course some of them demographics have changed since last time um, I just uh, personally i would just like to make sure that they at least hold uh that idiot doug ford to a minority because i've had enough with his lousy governance and every time things get tough the guy disappears you can't the, the media has no access to him is at the times when we really need a leader to tell us what's happening and what they're doing to take control of the situation. He's gone. He's making cheesecake. He's at the cottage riding a snowmobile. He's uh, he's inaccessible. He's just disappeared. Okay. Uh, I, 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 but I'd like a leader who's there. Okay, but Ed, I, I watched the I watched the debate. I can see why he appeals to a certain type of voter. It makes complete sense why the the gender split in voting intentions is as big as it is. I really see how a certain a certain type of voter looks at Doug Ford and sees themselves in him and his. Remember, I said it's all emotional. There's no rationality here is emotion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, A certain type of man looks at Ford and the fact that he is a complete screw up and is nowhere to be found when their decision to be made that's not a bug that is a feature they see themselves in him 
They see all their insecurities reflected in him. And here's a guy that got elevated to a position of power anyway. They are voting based on identity, not based on policy. My God, to see yourself in Doug Ford. Oh, but there are times like the reason other people cringe when he speaks is other people think, oh, yeah, that's that blowhard at family dinners. Right. But the guy who is that blowhard at family dinners will vote for Doug Ford. I, I really understand his appeal. And some people love the it was a disaster. It was a, I mean, he started sounding like Trump at times. And we all know the appeal of Trump. Like it was a disaster till I got in there. It was a disaster. It was totally not true. It doesn't matter. He's pushing emotional buttons. And I do not understand why the NDP is still so bad at understanding that they have a female candidate. They cannot say words like disappointing for the same reason. You sound like a, like a school teacher. Exactly. Anybody <laughs> who had that tisk, 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 uh, older woman in their life hears that and just, you know, their teeth hurt. They grit their teeth. Um, one of the things Del Duca has going for him is he's so robotic. It's really hard for him to hit some of those, those third rails. Um, but I, I, I just don't know if there's enough time. I don't know if the liberals presented him quickly enough. Um, Schreiner did a great job, which could be good. Could split votes. I don't know if you want Doug Ford out, but I really think he did a good job. Um, if his performance at the debate is any indication, all candidates should should debate as if there is no way they will ever be premier because he brought Go just enough broke. passion, just enough emotion, but he really, really stuck to policy. And, uh, you know, I think um, I think that that he he did himself well. He he you know, he came out of that with his head held high, I think. And then unfortunately he got COVID, but uh, so did, so did Horve, you know, it's, 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 it's going to, I think it's going to be a bruising few weeks campaign wise. All right. Well, um, we will watch and see, and we will go to yeah. a break. And when we'll okay. back, we'll talk about it. Stay with us. But, by the way, Ed, what? do you care about Highway 413? I don't know how you, how, how do I, I, I think it shouldn't, I think it's a waste of money. You think it's a waste of money. Okay. Yeah. I just realized I never asked your opinion on that. I, I think that's a bit of a trap for uh, trap. that the conservative set this election. Cause I, I have found that the other parties, I, I thought that Del Duca handled it well and it's $10 billion. People may think, Oh, highways are good, but $10 billion. That's a lot of money. I just, think that they even the green party didn't necessarily talk about why eating up green space in a highway that doesn't really connect a major commuter corridor uh is uh is a problem you know i i really think i mean the debate was not a great format for that but i i that was that was a moment where i thought oh wow doug ford was really really effective there appealing to people who hate being stuck in traffic even though what came out of his mouth there was complete i'll say malarkey i think that uh if, if, if to get me to watch these debates now 
I think that they should, since they don't really talk about policy anyway, they should just have each of them in a separate escape room and we have cameras watching them and we see how clever they are um, and capable they are by how they managed to get out of the escape room. I, I don't know. I think that, I mean, f- there were, there were some moments in the debate, first of all, uh, Althea Raj and Steve Pakin did great, did a great job moderating. No, but yeah, but, but a really good job. Um, but the format was so weird in places and because of the fact that there's only one debate for the election in the largest province in Canada, something is very wrong there, you know? Yeah. Something is very wrong there. It should have been just top three issues to voters meandering around the way they did, didn't really serve anyone. And the one-on-ones where, I mean, there was a point where Horvath and Schreiner were debating each other. And of course, even they realized it was pretty fruitless, you know, like what's the point in debating the green party guy. They just, Andrea Horvath just, it was one of her better moments because she just used it to make Doug Ford a punching bag and he couldn't respond because it wasn't his turn to talk. It was a smart move, but um, you know, the liberals and, and the NDP fighting each other, Del Duca was right that every time they do that, Doug Ford smiles. But I, it, it, that just seems to be an NDP go-to these days. And maybe someone who's an insider with the NDP can explain to me what the thinking is there. Because it just seems like not, not doing the best advocacy for the people you claim to represent. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff is about party fortunes. Not being most effective for the people you claim to represent. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes sense. Yeah, okay. um, tell us what's uh, what's coming up uh, next Thursday on It's Not Therapy. What's our topic next I, Thursday? I thought it would be a good time to talk about post-traumatic growth. Po- post-traumatic growth, okay. Post-traumatic growth, yes. Well, I mean, coming out of uh, the pandemic and two years of people being locked away and isolated and, and yeah. un, you know, unsure what the future is and stuff talk, like that. Yeah, we talk good a timing. lot about we talk a lot about post-traumatic stress. We don't talk a lot about post-traumatic growth. And I think it's very important to give people that additional perspective because if everything seems hopeless, people get stuck, right? Whereas if people understand that there is, how do I put this? There is a path where things can be good again and in some ways even better. I think that that's more useful to people than a lot of platitudes about, you know, taglines and and whatnot. All right. So that's coming up. That is Thursday at 7 p.m. on Saga 960 a.m. and And Saga960am.ca. You can listen live. You can listen to the reruns of this week's show tomorrow, Saturday at uh, noon and then Sunday at 10 p.m. And you can also find it on the podcast page of Saga960am.ca. Just find uh, the, the title, It's Not Therapy. Scroll down and you'll get to listen to the shows whenever you choose to. Yes. All right. Uh, thank you, Liana. Liana can also be found on Twitter at Red Liana K. Um, her Facebook page is Liana K. Her YouTube channel, videos four times a week, five if you're a patron, uh, is Liana K. Uh, I encourage you to check that out. 
You can find me at Ed Desoc on Twitter. I've really stopped bothering with Instagram and, and TikTok. Maybe I'll get back to that. Maybe I won't. Um, and newmusicnation.ca, there'll be some new videos up there soon. So, uh, in fact, probably by the time you listen to this. Uh, and that's it. Uh, ready to uh, give our signature goodbye from Ed and Red on nine, Saga 960 AM. Leanna, you ready? Ready. Okay, three, two, one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>